0: Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. John Longmire is the coach of the Sydney Swans. He was a fair goal kicker in his own right. He avoided that moment. Mm. John, welcome to Crunch Time. Morning, gents how have you taken it in the morning after how do you reflect on a, a, a magnificent moment for the code
1: yeah it was it was uh, just incredible wasn't it I mean just um, the scenes just you know just amazing last night and um, and took a while to get to sleep last night I don't imagine what Lance was like trying to get to sleep but um, there certainly was an incredible buzz around the place and uh, wake up this morning when we've got a six-day break into the Bulldogs, so uh, <laughs> I've got to, try put it to put it to bed pretty quickly and move on.
0: Don't move on too quickly with us. Well, what did you feel for Lance uh, to be the, the sixth man to reach that magical milestone?
1: Uh, it's, you know, uh, it's, you know, to have uh, just six people do it in the history of the game and and such a, a, a difficult task uh, in modern-day footy is, is just um, has to be savored. I mean, Lance is a, a real footy head and he loves his footy and he watches it over summer and, um, you know, he he's one of those blokes that just love footy, so he, he absolutely appreciates the significance of it, as as we all do, and and so, you know, he would have been feeling it a bit leading up to last night and um, we were trying to, you know, we just downplayed it as much as we could. It was always going to happen when it was going to happen, but to have it happen here at the SCG last night in front of so many of his family and friends and in front of so many of our our Sydney supporters here was, uh, you know, it it couldn't have been any better, really. Paul
2: Sturmott here. Congratulations on the win. congratulations on being the coach uh, at the moment when, when one of the game's great feats was achieved. How difficult was it to actually... Uh, go through some of the Details that were required like, Sam Edmonds told us about the safe houses Around the <laughs> ground that needed to be How much did you give the players And does it distract from Your coaching about that Moment, I'd imagine you'd have To go through some of those protocols
1: Yeah, I mean we, we just had um, A briefing um, Last week before we played at a core And this week we get the SCG um, and, But it was only, a, it was just a five minute Briefing um, about what would happen if it happened. Um, but largely, we, we moved on from that because you can't sort of sit in that area too much and and, um, and wonder about the what-ifs. So we, we understood there was a lot of talk about it anyway, let alone talking too much about it internally, and we had a game to win. So, um, you know, we did talk about it a, 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 a bit, about the logistics of it if it happened. Um, I'm not sure that worked out perfectly last night because <laughs> <laughs> uh, things, things, things went a bit pear-shaped there for a while. It was... There was people everywhere, but uh, uh, what do you do? You know, it's just uh, one of those moments you can plan as much as you like, but in the end, it was just um, it was just an incredible bit of football history, really.
0: Do you feel a bit like the school teacher on the excursion, going, "Ah, oh, we've only got
1: twenty here. Does
0: anyone know where these <laughs> others are?" Yeah,
1: I did. I did actually Jared. it. I did a. I did a head count. I got someone to do a head count in the rooms and realised we're about five short. And um, and I felt like the kindergarten teacher trying to look around where all the kids were. And then I found out there was two down Driver Avenue, walking down Driver Avenue, and <laughs> I thought we might we might actually struggle to get a get a team organised for the last five and a half minutes. I might have to go and see Scotty and see so if we can call it off. But um, it was it was a bit like that. There was there was players everywhere, and you just had to go with it. A bit. it uh, <laughs> we didn't know how long they'd be on the ground. We didn't think they'd be that that long on the ground. And then we had to do a warm up and. And then, you know, we obviously had to find our players, but um, they were in all parts of the ground. So eventually after an hour of the final
2: quarter, the siren goes, they come into the rooms, and I would imagine it's business as usual to some extent, and you take them into the room and you, and the coach's first words, what was said last night?
1: Uh, we just took them into the uh, the actual change rooms and it, you know, it wasn't business as usual as such. I mean, you can't sort of pretend that it wasn't a big event. It was. And as much as, we you know, we, we try and move on and, and put things behind us. And there's also, you have to savour those moments. I mean, um, everyone that was involved here at the FCG last night will remember that forever. And so you have to acknowledge that we went into the change rooms. And and um, with our players and our staff and, and Lance's family, we got them all in, in into the change rooms and we just, had a chat and, and, and spent some time together. And um, the boys weren't in too much of a hurry. to have a shower. They just sat around and enjoyed each other's company and, and had a talk about it. Um, it was just a, you know, it was, it was fantastic to be able to do that. Um, Alistair Clarkson came down with his wife, Karen, and um, you know that was important too because we had to acknowledge that he's obviously played a, a significant part in Hawthorne's history and a lot of those goals were kicked at Hawthorne. So it was really important to, to have Alistair there as well.
2: What your voice, obviously. What voices spoke in that room to to recognise the moment?
1: Uh, it was just myself and uh, and Lance, and um, you know, you can imagine neither of us are about massive big speeches and um, and uh, and and talking too much. We just um, just acknowledged it as Lance did. Um, you know, had, had his daughter with him and his family, and he just acknowledged the, the moment and um acknowledge his family you know they've been obviously W.A., and it's pretty hard to see them and and so there were some special moments there and then it's just a matter of he thanked his teammates and and uh, you know he's like them and he's, he's very humble and um in those moments he just feels genuinely to good guy isn't he oh he is i mean it's, he's just so humble for for a superstar and, and to be able to sit around in the rooms <clears throat> and and experience that and just hear him uh talk about it you know get back onto the the team stuff and thank his teammates and that's just what he's been about his whole career.
3: John, I didn't think it was going to happen when you took him off with 13 minutes to go and he, he couldn't get <laughs> back on. Was that your call or was that his? Was he spent?
1: No, it's just part of our normal rotations. It's, um, you know, well, whilst, whilst everyone in the crowd and, you know, I didn't realise until I'm watching the, watching the vision this morning that, you know, there was so much obviously, Build up to that last goal. Um, I didn't realise it at the time, but it was just part of his normal rotations. I mean, we didn't want to put him at risk. Um, mm. you know, we, we still had to make sure that he that he gets through the game unscathed. We don't. We that you know, wouldn't have happened if we if we put him at risk. We still got plans that we need to follow, and and then um, he was able to come back on with 10 minutes to go, and, and fortunately get it done.
3: Yeah, he couldn't have done it better. So, speaking of that and, and putting him at risk, how will you manage him ongoing? You mentioned the six-day break coming up, the travel. Is there a chance you may rest him this week or is that a discussion for perhaps later in the year?
1: Yeah, no, we haven't talked about it at the moment, Kane. I mean, um, you know, we talk about from all of our players from week to week. It'll be no different this week. There's no plan at the moment, but um, I think he pulled up pretty well. Um, you know, Last year we, we, we gave him a rest a couple of times but it was into the season a fair bit and And when we felt he needed it, when he felt we needed to hit some high-speed running at training, we did that a couple of weeks ago with him. Uh, He didn't play the last practice game, so he was able to have a week of training of high-speed efforts and weights and focus on that, and he was able to tick that off. So that was an important step for him.
2: In the last uh, quarter of a century, the two most extraordinary key forwards I've seen have been Lance Franklin and your good mate, the Duck, Wayne Carey. I'm not going to throw it on the line here and say which is first charge. Which one was more coachable? And I know you didn't coach Wayne, but you were side-on to the action.
1: Uh, (laughs) uh, You had a good seat in the house watching the Duck. Um, I mean, he was... (laughs) They're both very different, both very different personalities. And um, the... Yeah, uh, I think that the I'm not going to compare each player. I think that'd be unfair. But um, they're both yep. different people, different players. It's like I, I you know, got a message from Pluger last night, and um, you know, fortunate to to um, you know spend some time with him over the years. And he was so thrilled. And they've all got their different little nuances, haven't they? And, and that's what makes them so great. And probably a bit unfair to, to lump them all together. John, Sam Edmund here I know you're not into the hypotheticals but geez, you
2: must have been thankful you had a, a decent lead at the time of the delay I mean, it would have added some significant stress I'd imagine if it were, if it was tight and the delay, the warming up, the momentum shifting and all that goes into that
1: Yeah, it probably would have I mean, we had a bit of a chat about it as coaches as we were walking down into the rooms to to spend that bit of time with our players and, and uh, fortunately we were able to, to put a couple on ice uh, including Lance to because um, we thought that that you know, extended period wouldn't have been good for them to try and get going again for the last five and a half minutes, you wouldn't have had that luxury. Obviously, if the if the scoreboard was a bit different, so that was the importance of making... You know, we, we wanted to make sure we played well. Um, you know, that's a real critical and element of this. You know, they were they were fantastic last week. The Cats, so we wanted to make sure we we had to get the job done. You still got to get the work as, as significant as what Lance's job was. You still got to get the job done, and and we were fortunate to be able to do that for most of the game and that gave us that little bit of period at the end there to be able to rest the players and, and really enjoy that
3: moment. Yeah, that may be overshadowed a little bit how well you're actually playing. And every time I hear you talk, it's about contested ball and you were you impressed by what Geelong did last week in that space. You, your balance and your want and your aggression around the football last night and your ability to win ground balls was as good as I've seen. Is that the most impressive aspect so far of the way you've started the season?
1: Oh, we, we we want to play all facets of the game well, and that's offense, defense, contested ball, I and mean, those transition moments. We we want to make sure we we get all of that right. And um, you know, I've been really pleased with our younger players coming in and playing key roles. I mean, Jack Warner came in last night after missing the first game and um, and played a key role for us. Millsy, those guys. Um, you know, there's there's some depth there that we we're confident with, and. Um, they were able to match Geelong in contested ball. I mean, it wasn't until we probably dropped away in that last five and a half minutes, to be honest, with our contested footy, but up until then, I think we were, we were in front, and, and that was really important, given that's a real strength of the Cats.
3: Paddy McCartan, he had five intercept marks in about the first ten minutes. I think he ended up with seven or eight for the game. He's just fitted in beautifully.
1: Yeah, he has. I mean, he's um, uh, I said last night, he's only played two AFL games in defence, and so he's still learning the caper, and um, we've still got Nick Blakey and Braden Campbell and some guys down there that are still learning it And, and Paddy's no different, even though he's played a little bit more footy and a bit older um, But he was he was really good last night I mean, he he's, um, was really calm and composed and clean And um, was able to repel some opposition attacks forward Which was really important by going through his marks And able to turn defence into attack And um, yeah, I thought, he, I thought he played pretty well last night
2: there was so much offensive play uh, for the Swans. It, it was hard not to look at the, the the way you brought the ball forward. But if you drill into it, Geelong went inside forward fifty, sixty-five times, and and your defence stood up to that and repelled it time and time again.
1: Yeah, that's right. And they, yeah, that's right. I mean, we they went, did go in too many times. We wouldn't want that to happen. They kicked ten goals, seventeen, <laughs> and so you know, there's there's still there's always improvement areas um, and. Um, you know, that's as coaches, that's our job. We're in, in the office today, and um, and working for areas to improve. You, you never stop, and we've got to, you've got to you know we'll find some areas out of that game for sure to get better at. Which we'll have to against the doggies, who you know they missed some shots last the other night as well in their last five minutes, and otherwise the scoreboard might have be been a dip, bit different in that game as well. So always areas to improve.
0: And Isaac Heaney's made a, a stellar start to the season. John, is the five goals, the two at the end of the first half, just felt so critical. Um, he's landed. He's landed well in the season.
1: Yeah, Jared. He's, um, yeah, he's he, he's had it as I've said before. Uh, some really tough injuries over the journey that has meant that you know even when he's he's missed missed a significant period of time, which he did two years ago uh, with his ankle. He's also played at different times with significant injuries that not many people know about and, um, and, and fortunately he's able to get a pretty good preseason, and we're seeing the benefits of that now and, and you know, I'm, I'm just hoping that it continues with his body because once he's, he works so hard at his game he's a real pro and he's got a you know, touch of class as well which helps and if you get those two right with a good run of injuries it makes a big difference and I think we're seeing that at the moment.
2: Honest question and it's it's not in any way leading but only because played in teams that knew this your boys appear to know that they are good I mean we've seen them rise but it looks like there is confidence if they work the right way they know they can get really to the sharp end if they work hard
1: I guess it's um it's a always a the combination of confidence versus reality and and um I love what the young fellas bring to the team in regards to confidence. I, I get, um, I really enjoy that side of it. But you've also got to manage it with the hard nosed realities of what Kennedy and Parker and these guys Lance really know, and that means, you know, they they understand that it's it's tough to be a really good team every week. You know, you, there is a bit of a grind to it. You have to. You have to really embrace that. And, um, and so I, I enjoy seeing those blokes pass on their knowledge to, to the younger players. And, you know, that mix is always great to see the excitement of youth and, um, and the way that they attack the game from week to week, the way they really enjoy the whole experience and, and the hard-nosed pros saying that, you know, it's, it's a tough game and we've got to make sure we respect our opponents every week and, and keep working hard. And, and that balance is really good to see. And hopefully that continues as well.
0: John, thanks for your time this morning. Well done. A a, a memorable night in the history of footy and particularly in Sydney. So thanks for sharing it with us.
1: No worries. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, guys.
0: It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's
3: Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.